and welcome to Lessons of Life. And today, I'm just going to talk about perceptions. You know, no one really knows what's going on in somebody's head. You know, when you see a news story about a girl that was kidnapped, and it appears that police officers kidnapped them, this girl, and then this girl is found dead. You know, and this is all you're presented, that two policemen were last seen with this girl and that this girl is now dead. You know, and th then the stories began. Oh, you know, they murdered her, blah, blah, blah. Really, no one knows until they come out and say this is what the evidence shows us. Again, this is what's being presented. Okay, this is what we do know. Right, and people will um, sympathize and empathize with the family, you know. And of course, the family loves them, and they're going to say what a wonderful person they were, and they're going to bring up all the good things about them. But they're not going to look at the bad things about them, and they're not going to bring it up for them in that moment. That's not the person, okay. That was their daughter, or their sister, or their aunt. And they loved them, despite the bad. They were good and didn't deserve to die like that. Well, no one deserves to die like that. You know, nobody. But the facts are, you create your reality. And somebody has to play the role. So if you believe cops can be pigs and murderers, then somebody has to show up to show that to you. Okay? That's that's just how it is. You believed in them. You believed that there were people in the world who become police officers and become so awful and corrupt that all they want to do is murder other people. Well, I just don't believe that. That's me. Okay? And I'm not going to believe that. I don't believe anyone who becomes a police officer, goes around, sick puppy thinking, to the point where he goes and kills them, murders them. Okay? He murders them. No. No, I don't believe that. You know, nobody acts like that. No. Now, that's me. Okay? If you entertain these stories, the police are pigs that they are awful, that, you know, because you see these stories and it's been spun that way, you know, then you're helping bring that about. A good example of this, and I brought it up a couple of times, is George Floyd. And this time I'm going to bring up Breonna Taylor. You know, of course, she was somebody's daughter. You know, she's lovely. She was that person's daughter. But she was also a drug dealer. And they bring up that she was an EMT. Well, she hadn't been an EMT for two years before her death. What does that have to do with anything? You know, it hasn't a thing to do with anything. She was dealing drugs. They had a case built against her. They had phone conversations of her dealing. And she was high up the chain. She, she was the one it came to, and then she sent it out all over the city. 
okay? This was what she was doing on her bad side. This is what she chose to do. And police officers can't arrest drug dealers unless there's drug dealers to arrest. Somebody has to play the part of the drug dealer. Do you honestly believe that there are drug dealers in the world? You know? These are, these are the things we pick up about people because they've chosen to play that role. Okay? And people make this shit up. They do. And you can't have a super FBI without the super bad guys like the Mafia. Okay? And then they ended up joining them. They became adversaries. They weren't enemies anymore and they helped each other. Okay? But the thinking didn't change. They joined in their thinking. They became adversaries. Now I'm not going to beat him up because he's going to help me with this over here. You know? And now nobody's paying the price for thinking that way. Okay? And they're rubbing each other's shoulder. I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. You know? Quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> but that's life. You know? You, you give and you get. You give and you get. It's it's a trade. You have to have two sides, both sides, you know, both sides. And it, and it really has to be a win-win for all. And it, when you stop to think about it, it is. She played the drug dealer. They played the cops. The cops caught the drug dealer. She needed to play the game better than the cops, and she didn't. She lost, okay? <laughs> Time ran out. She got caught. She got killed. But you look at the whole incident and what did we learn from it? Well, in Houston, we learned no-knock warrants are, you know, from the devil and we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, but in Atlanta, you know, th th where Breonna Taylor, where this happened, she, uh, the cops had a no-knock warrant, but they knocked. You know? They gave her an extra opportunity by knocking on the door. You know? And what did they do? Their response was pull out the gun and shoot. The boyfriend's was. You know? And claiming that he didn't know who it was. Well, yeah, it was a no-knock warrant, but they knocked. And there was a reason for that. It was time for them to be caught. Time ran out. Your story's over. You know, and a lot of people just don't accept that. And they want to blame others and they want to make others pay for it. But everyone had a role, you know. And really, the boyfriend, you go to jail and think about it, buddy. You put yourself in this jail. You did it all to yourself. You can get out of it. God will save you, you know, but you have to change. Now, you could use the law of liberty to get out of jail, you know, you can imagine you're at home, but you didn't change anything, so you'll just get caught again, because you'll go on being a drug dealer, you haven't changed, you know. If the pain and suffering in the jail cell was enough, then maybe you will.
You know, it, it just depends. And this is why these things manifest, why there are jails, why they there are cops, why there are these things in place. You know, to judge 12 jurors, 12 of them representing all the laws of mind and a judge representing man. Okay, man and God and human imagination. And he's to err on the side of love. Well, if you are not loving, it's going to come down on you. And this is the story of Solomon and the two women. One woman stole the other woman's baby and gave her her dead baby. And then they went before King Solomon. And the mother um, who had the live baby who was stolen is crying, saying, she took my baby. And the other woman saying, she's crazy. That's my baby. She lost her baby, and she's just crazy. And the judge says, okay. So King Solomon says, okay. Uh, slice that baby in two and give one half to each mother. And the one who thought it was her baby said, oh, God, please, no. Please, please. She can have the baby. She can have the baby. Just let the baby live, please. You know, and the other woman was saying, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah. That went hard. He ruled in favor of the one who wanted the baby to live. He knew which one was loving. He, She'd rather be without her baby and let another woman raise her baby, okay, than see her baby get killed. Whereas the other woman could give a shit. Go ahead, chop him out. Yeah. So this is, you know, an important thing to learn about perceptions is it's, it's all a perception. Who's erring on the side of love? And you watch. The watchers are the people who watch responses. And they watch themselves. They watch their thoughts. They watch how they respond. And when you really want to change your state of consciousness, then you begin to respond. And, pick, and you revise your responses that are not in line with that character. And then eventually you become that character. And it just starts, you know, flowing. It's wonderful. But it uh, takes persistence in watching your thoughts. And a lot of people are so used to it that they don't even realize the stories they whip up in their head and this is the big, hardest part of beginning to watch your thoughts and it's you know you're doing the dishes and the next thing you know you're imagining a fight with your husband oh no no, no i didn't think that or a fight with your daughter or a fight with the neighbor or you know an argument and then you'll realize when you're almost there, you know, you'll realize, I'm looking for stuff, you know, I'm looking for stuff to be upset about and make it, make a fight about because it's an ingrained habit, you know, and you're like, no, 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 you know, and revise it and that's that. No, I didn't hear that. No, I didn't think that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I heard. You know, 
I said I trust and obey. It's all good. You know, God is great. <laughs> and like that. And and this is what the uh, Bible refers to as, you know, the fear. And the flip side of that is love. Uh, the only word the Greeks had for it um, was fear. And it meant to run. But it's to love. And you love God. You run to God. And, and say, you handle this. You you take care of this. I know it's all you. <laughs> help me, help me. Help me not see it like this, you know. I don't want to see it like this. And it, and it does. And the Psalms and the Bible, it's just full of this. And it's the fear. The fear of, I don't want to go back to looking at this objectively. Uh, no. No. I, the fear of... Uh, in man when he reaches a certain point and his state of consciousness is oh hell no I'm never going back there I'm never going back to looking at it like they look at it I'm no you know and you flip your world in the you know hard part of being a watcher is understanding it's so natural and you you know, you may have gone up for 30 minutes while washing the dishes and cooking dinner into some story about that you had with your neighbor, you know, and then you realize the next day you're living that story with your neighbor, you know, and you're like, wow, man, you know, and then you just revise it. You know, we're, gonna, we're editing this film. I'm going to, no, cut it there. And I told Joe, man, Joe, you're the best. <laughs> so these are the things that the watcher does. And the watcher is watching his perception. Okay, and he's making sure that he perceives it with love. Okay, and you know, it, you never know. You don't know if that murder victim what went on in their lives. It, it, sure, nobody deserves to be murdered, but this is a play. This is a show. And we believe that others murder others. So therefore, somebody's got to play the murderer and somebody's got to play the victim. And they were born to play that role. Okay? They were made to play that role. Can they escape it? Yes. But they have to have enough pain and suffering to go seeking the answers. And then they're led. They're led to these teachers that eventually leads them back to the Bible. You're going home the long way around. <laughs> so then you get back to the Bible and now you're reading it subjectively. And once you start doing that, it's, it comes to life. And you start to recognize it's the ultimate handbook on life it's it's call it whatever you want the ultimate LOA handbook the, you know whatever but it's it's the handbook and it's all about you and your history and everything else everything manifests itself here so you know these people represented thoughts and beliefs and this is how it manifested and this is how it manifested you know oh uh, 
and the diaspora is not about just the Jews. You know, when you read it subjectively, you realize that it means, you know, Israel, men who would walk as God, that is what Israel means, you know, and have to disperse, they have to go out. And it, you know, from the time of Noah, you know, once the floodwaters received and everything, that's what we've been doing. We've been going out, diversifying, changing, going out, diversifying, changing, going out, diversifying, changing. And eventually the earth gets full. And guess what? The earth is full. <laughs> so that's, you know, where all these uh, consciousnesses come together. And they start going wacko because how can you think that? How can you think that? How can there? Well, my experiences are different than yours, and that's what I think. <laughs> you know? It's okay. You know, you didn't walk my shoes, and I didn't walk in your shoes, and I'm not denying your experiences. But you know, we all have pain and suffering. And one of the things we get confused about is. Um, somebody, uh, for example, a celebrity will come out, or a celebrity's wife will come out and say, oh, poor, poor me, you know, I keep having miscarriages, and we just don't talk about this enough, you know, excuse me, you know, you're just looking for attention, that's your personal problem, and it doesn't belong out in the world to talk about, that's, that's your stuff. And this is ego. This is stroke my ego. I'm having pain and suffering right now, everybody. Stroke my ego. And they do. They all jump in. Oh, you poor thing. You know. What? You know? You have to deal with it. And you going out into the world saying that stuff brings it to a lot of people's awareness. So if it came into your awareness, what do you do? You bless her. You bless her and you forgive her for showing you that. You do. You forgive her for showing you that women could have miscarriages. And that, you know, people are so egotistical that they have to go to strangers to get patted on the back to tell them it's okay. Because they can't seem to get the relief. And they can't get the relief until they go in. You know, my mother-in-law had seven children, carried them full term, all born still. You know, every one of them except the seventh one, he lived for an hour. They named him Peter. And then they had uh, my husband's sister, perfect little girl. And then they had my husband. You know, and it... It was heartbreaking for her. She was part of medical studies. And this woman was extremely intelligent. And that was frustrating to her because, you know, she was uh, the VIX, seat president of VIX, uh, CEO of VIX, executive secretary. And she basically ran the company. Okay, and it really would hack her off when they would blow her off or tell her, go get the coffee, you know, go get your own fucking coffee. 
<laughs> but, you know, they put up with her and they knew. You don't ask Jean for coffee. You just go get it yourself. She'll make sure some of the other girls got that coffee going. She ain't going to get it for you. And Jean doesn't pull punches. So they had just made the Vicks cough drop and they gave a sample to all the employees. And she went into her boss's office and said, you got to be kidding me. This stuff is nasty. Because, yeah, but it opens up your sinuses. Yeah, but this stuff is nasty. It's nasty, I tell you. People aren't going to buy this to help themselves. you got to put some kind of flavoring on it, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. So they did, then they did the cherry uh, Vicks drops and... Some people did like the regular Vix drops better than the cherry, and it, it just all worked out perfectly. But um, she hadn't, she didn't have a problem telling people what she thought. <laughs> she she was a great human being. She maligned a lot of people, and she came to discover that towards the end of her life, and she uh, didn't make her any less of a wonderful human being because everyone has a good sign and a bad sign and you just have to discover that the bad sign you made it all up man you made it all up God is nothing but good he doesn't authorize bad so he was asleep while you and your brother were rolling around in the muck okay you're learning how to think it's okay forgive yourself forgive them and then you are forgiven. And all that, all that God can wash his way. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.